0: Welcome to School of the Rock, a podcast about faith, culture, and evangelization. My name is Father Bobby Blood, back here with the one and only Nick Sintovich. Nick, how are you? Father, it's great to be with you once
1: again. The weather is changing. It's getting a little bit warmer after a nasty cold streak.
0: And so much snow.
1: And so much snow. I was under the impression that if it gets that cold... It wouldn't snow that much. Yeah, they lied to
0: us. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I, I watch a lot of TikTok videos where they like tell you things that go against everything you've learned your whole life. What color is blood before like you cut yourself like in your skin? What color is it? It's blue. Yeah, that's a lie. At least that's what the internet says. It's what the internet say it is. The internet says it's red. It's always red. Because but what do they say? When when you get a cut, oxygen touches it, it turns red. Right. Blood yeah. is the way by which the body moves about oxygen. It's always touching oxygen. It's always
1: touching oxygen. So yeah. it's not like the flame on your stove that's blue, right? And then it gets orange at the top. No, it's exactly. always red. Exactly. It's and, always and red.
0: obviously we're discovering that even if it's negative three, it can still snow. Right. Yeah. It's just science. Yeah. Should we go back to? Should we go back to biology? I feel like we need to make a phone call. Hey, Rosansky. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's the principal now? Yeah. yeah. He's he's worked his way up <laughs> the ladder. Uh, no, but there's just uh it's it's been a cold couple of weeks, but dude, it's almost spring. We're slowly working our way through Lent. That's yeah. huge.
1: Spring, Lent. Uh maybe we've watched, you know, Frozen once or twice. One, if you have small children. One and two. One and two. I've never seen two. Is two any good? I would say two's good. I've not seen Frozen Two. I haven't seen Finding Dory. I haven't seen Cars Three. Three. Yeah. Are those things I'm missing out on, or are they not really worth pursuing? I can't. Pursuing? I can't
0: speak to Cars two or three. I'm not, I'm
1: we saw Cars out. two together actually, like nine years. Must ago. Must not have
0: impressed me. Don't right. remember it. Right, Wait, me- the, it's got the Pope Mobile. Okay. Yeah, I see the memes on the internet. Uh, yeah, Frozen two is good. Frozen two is good. I would just watch Moana over and over. Yeah. How you. I have
1: not seen Moana.
0: Moana is a great film. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's got the Rock in it. Who I love? Have you watched Young Rock? Of course I have. Yeah. What's the What's the over under the Rock runs for president at some point?
0: I thought it was pretty high, but then that's the premise of the show, right? So I, does that lower the odds?
1: Would it be too meta if he actually did it in real life? Uh,
0: maybe. Maybe this is just his weird way of starting his campaign early.
1: Life does imitate art, right? And Pe- art imitates people say life.
0: That. Yeah. So twenty thirty two, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson twenty thirty two. Yeah. Uh, but we thought maybe this week we could talk a little bit about, uh, seven of my favorite things.
1: Yeah. Raindrops on roses.
0: Yeah. Uh, mittens on kittens. Is that well, what it is? it's whiskers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mittens on kittens is a Dr. Seuss book that never made it to publish. To <laughs> no, it's, it's from, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They, they try and sell the kitten mittens. It's one of the best segments of all time. I have not seen that one. Huh. Worth, worth it. Worth it. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about. The sacraments, big sacraments. Fan of the sacraments. Yeah, what's a sacrament? Uh, a sacrament is an outward sign instituted by Christ to give grace. Wow, what does that mean? That's something I memorized my whole life. Right? Is is that from CCD? <laughs> I think. So. Well, I went to real Catholic school, but uh, CCD—that's like a throwback sort of uh, thing to call it. CCD is not the preferred nomenclature. Faith formation, <laughs> yeah, It's faith formation now. <laughs> It's great now. I can't. I don't know about back in CCD's days. Faith formation is great. I help. I help run it sometimes. Right.
1: So. Do we know the evolution? is like CCD, then it's faith formation. There's also like Religi- there's another one. Religious said, where does that fit?
0: Right. It's to be in the middle,
1: right? I think. I think faith formation is the latest and greatest term. I would agree with that. We missed. We miss. I just like CCD. I don't even know what CCD stands for. Catechetical something, right? <laughs>
0: It's such a great acronym no one remembers it <laughs> right people uh, twitch when they hear it but they don't uh, they don't know what it stands for yeah do you have a twitch? <laughs> I do have an account I don't use it though um If you want to watch somebody play fortnite father John Claydar he's on there all the time um but sacraments. so basically God desires to share his life with us and I think uh, sacraments give grace right? And the way I like to think about grace is God sharing his life with us. So we have got these seven sacraments that are ways by which we can tangibly see in some sense and encounter um, the fact that God is caring for us. And so um, they're kind of a foundation of everything we talk about because they're that foretaste of the life to come, right? That perfection in heaven. So um, pretty cool.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very pro-sacraments myself. I don't know if that comment if that's a hot take.
0: <laughs> not on a Catholic podcast. Right. <laughs> You're pro
1: sacraments? What?
0: Yeah. You like to go to Mass on Sundays? Confession? No. <laughs>
1: to a priest? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think this what's what is really amazing about the sacraments is that is how really humbling they are. That God wants to share something of himself. And not just share something of himself but make us more like him, right? The process of $10 word divinization, like the process by which we become like God Hmm. because we're sharing in his life. And that's kind of an amazing thing that I think we forget because we mess up so much. It's like, I don't feel like I'm becoming more like God. But yet, you know, um, as we cooperate with God's grace that he gives to us, you know, in the Eucharist, You know, in anointing of the sick and confession, at confirmation at baptism, we really do become more like him, which is just something that we don't think about. You don't wake up thinking like, you know what? Yesterday I went to mass and I'm becoming more like God. That's kind of amazing.
0: Yeah. Even in the process of like you you have those uh, that time for prayer after you receive communion, like that beautiful moment where you're kneeling down. Um, There's a priest in our diocese who likes to give like a second homily while he's cleaning his chalice. And I've done it once or twice myself. Um, But I remember once he just reminded us that it's the most precious time we can have on earth. We have that moment where God is truly residing in us. And to get to your point, uh, he's transforming us. Um, We have this opportunity to kind of bring our heart and its rawness and its vulnerability to God and God make it beautiful again. That's a hopeful thought.
1: It's a really hopeful thought. You know, it absolutely is. Um, as a priest, you know, been a priest for a year and a half now, you get to celebrate the sacraments all the time. That's just, that's a daily part of your routine. You know, I'm, I'm guessing like part of the, the difficulty is like not wanting that to become routine, but also it has to become routine in a certain sense. Cause you do it all the time. Like how, how do you keep that balance?
0: Yeah, it's a tough balance. And some sacraments are easier than others, right? Um, the Mass, there's a certain moment in the Mass, um, usually when I'm during the Eucharistic prayer, where I'm holding the chalice. I don't know what it is about that moment, but if if, if I do feel like I'm just going through the motions or I'm in the mundane, that seems to be a moment where, where the Lord in His grace almost shakes me back to reality, that reality that something's going on. Um, because I I have kind of this image when I'm celebrating Mass, um, when I raise the chalice, I just think about all the people I'm praying for, all the people who have asked for my prayers, almost dropping them into the chalice, into the precious blood of Jesus. And so um, that's uh, the activity of God. That's not something I do, but it is one way that he just reminds me that something um, real is happening here. Uh, and the same with confessions. You know, we, we have this opportunity for, for a couple hours a week to, to sit in the box, and uh, it could be seen as repetitive, right? Because sin is boring, frankly. It's the same thing day in and day out. But the specific love that Jesus shares with his people uh, in those moments is always new. And so being able to just focus on that, you know, when I'm pondering what penance might be helpful, or when I pray the the, the words of absolution, um, to realize that in that moment, God is loving his people. And so I think that's important, both as a priest, but also as uh, a penitent or somebody who's receiving communion, to just slow down for a second. I think that's a struggle we have uh, as Americans and people in general. We're rushing past everything, but just take a deep breath and realize, hmm, Something's changing here. Even think about baptism, right? For me, I do a million baptisms. For for like a family, a baptism is one of the most special days of their family's life. They're bringing their their child and uh, I do them on Sunday afternoons. You know, it's just a part of my job. But to slow down and realize God is freeing this child from sin. God is drawing this child into his eternal family and offering him union with the church, his bride—that's powerful stuff. Um, but it's—it's it's almost just that practice of reminding oneself that this isn't just me pouring water; this is God saving His child.
1: And and He's doing it in such a way. Um, how do I want to say this? He doesn't have to do it this way, right? He could just decide, you know, apart from this, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna free free somebody from sins apart from baptism if he wanted to but he's chosen to work through the hands of a chosen servant to to bring to bring this about. He's said that I, you know, and so I think that that's one of the important parts of the Christian life is we go to another to receive this. Right? God desires us to be in communion with other people and communion with the visible really hierarchical church you know in, in most cases to receive these sacraments and I think that's a really beautiful thing it's a sign of communion a visible real visible tangible signs of God really working in our lives and 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 part and part of it's it's kind of a scandal to us because in many ways uh, the sacraments you, you don't see a lot happening right? You know, the, the, the body and blood of Jesus still looks like bread and wine. You know, you know the, the sin is not something that's written down. So it's an invisible erasure of our sins. Um, you know, with baptism, you don't see original sin wiped away. You don't see the Holy Spirit, you know, confirming somebody in the faith. Um, and so that can be kind of scandalous in a certain way to us and test to our faith. But it's also at the same time an invitation of faith that God is, is working. You know, what I I was meditating on, um, uh, St. Thomas when he is, uh, meeting Jesus at the end of, I think John's gospel. And he puts his hands in the side of Jesus and Jesus says, you know, do not be faithless, but believe it's, it's a, it's a command. It's a grace. Yes. But it's also a command that he's, he's inviting us, you know, and encountering him in the sacraments to believe
0: Yeah, and I I think there's something important to name, and that's that uh, me as priest or uh, any example of of a minister of the sacrament, we're always unworthy of what's happening. I think it was, um, there's a video of um, Cardinal Dolan ordaining in 2008, and I remember he he said this phrase that uh, it's not an earned trophy. It's not like I've checked enough boxes or or done enough things in school that now I get the, the the gift or the prize of being a priest. It's not lost on me that um, this mystery, this gift that the Lord's given me, um, I don't deserve. And so there's a certain level of, of humility in the command. Christ is calling us to do something that's so otherworldly um, that I don't deserve and I don't have any power on my own to do. And I, I think about when I do a sick call, uh, if I get a call in the middle of the night, to go anoint somebody who, who's incapacitated. I can't really talk with them. There's no conversation. I'm tired. My hair is sticking straight up. My collar's probably popped. Um, but I pray the prayers of the church, and I anoint with oil on their forehead and their hands. And I can say with all confidence that God did something in their soul and in mine. Um, and it's it's this beautiful balance of the fleshy, um, with the spiritual, and I think that's kind of another image with, with the apostles' relationship with Jesus. You you perpetually have this this tension of uh, like the transfiguration. For a moment, they got to see something beyond the fleshy, and to see this glory, but then they had to go back down the mountain and realize. But we have to keep taking these steps forward.
1: One of the things when I think about the sacraments in the American Church is how blessed we are to, to have them in such abundance. You know, obviously I know there's some places in this country where that's not necessarily the case, but us, you know, where we are in the Midwest, there's, a, there's an abundance of priests. And I'm working on a story for uh, a magazine at work about a Franciscan who was a priest in Rockford for a while, Father, his Father Casimir Cipher. And um, he, he was killed, probably martyred, We don't really quite know for sure, but probably martyred in Honduras. And one of the things that he would do when he first got down there was he was in the mountains and he would minister to, you know, really the poor farmers in the mountains. And uh, one of his companions was talking to me last week about this. He said, you know, Father Casimo, when he first got there, got on a horse, which was a struggle for him and would just be gone for two weeks at a time. And he would go to these villages and be with the people there and celebrate mass for them and presumably baptize and, and, and marry, um, or witness the vows of, of some of the families there, which is something that kind of boggles my mind because we take for granted that, you know, you know, on any given Sunday, I can find masses at, you know, how many churches within nine, 10 minutes of me, right? And I, I still can complain. It's not the most convenient time for me, but to think that, uh, there are are people that don't have access to the, the things that we have access to. So it's a real blessing to live where we live in a way. And I, I don't want to take that for granted that it's as convenient as it is mm-hmm. to receive God's mercy, you know, receive Jesus in the Eucharist.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm a diocesan master of ceremonies, so I have the honor of, of going to certain confirmations with the bishop. And, and he shared a kind of similar perspective um, when he was in the diplomatic corps just kind of being in these places where um, he would head to the mountainside and, 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 and people would have a mass maybe for the one time they would in the year. And, you know, we had seven masses on Ash Wednesday, you know. It is. It's, it's a real blessing um, where we live. But also I, I think it's good for us to take note that in some places and sometimes the sacraments were more rare. But, you know, what wasn't rare was the generosity and the grace of God?
1: Yeah, that's the thing that's a constant at any given time, sustaining people. Even you know, obviously at times apart from the sacraments, but the sacraments still being the principal way in which that mm-hmm. he he's giving his grace to to all of us.
0: Yeah. Do you have any thoughts or, or maybe practical ideas of of how we could be more open uh, to receive the grace of? Of what the Lord's offering. And when we talk about the sacraments, obviously we, we have, you know, holy orders and matrimony um, and anointing of the sick and baptism. But uh, the heavy hitters that we receive multiple times, you know, and maybe the ones that are worth reflecting on our day to day with reconciliation and the Eucharist. But what are some ways that we could kind of prepare ourselves or, or maybe receive in a deeper way what the Lord is offering? Yeah, I I think you nailed it on
1: the head with what you said is, and this is something that I am always trying to remind myself about because I don't do it as well as I could, is just a little bit of preparation beforehand. Obviously, doing some kind of examination of conscience before we go to confession, but even an examination of ourselves and, and what's going to happen before we go to Mass, I find myself so often... You know, daydreaming during mass about something else, what I have to do, or what the week ahead is going to. My homily look. was that bad, huh? Right, your homily was that bad. You know, it was actually even before your homily started. I was just anticipating how bad it would be. That I was thinking about. <laughs> I was thinking about the Packers game later that day. Um, no, but some kind of preparation of what's about to happen at mass. Whether it's like knowing what the gospel might be ahead of time. Whether it's just being like, yeah, today is going to be a day that I get to receive Jesus in the Eucharist, and that's. That's just something to think about because because in many ways for, for us, it can be very common to just, yeah, I just went to Sunday mass, yada, yada, yada. And when, then we go to the grocery store or
0: right.
1: something like that. So some kind of conscious recognition of what's about to happen.
0: Yeah. I think that's huge. And then also to to recognize um, our own feelings, emotions before we enter into these sacraments. You know, I know sometimes, especially with confession, you know, I know I need to go, so I just rush to confession and go and get it done with. But kind of what you're saying with, like, preparation, to take the time to realize, like, what, what sort of sorrow did I feel for my sin? You know, what sort of pain and suffering did I cause myself and other people because I chose against God? Or with the Eucharist to just stop and say, what are the parts of my heart that have been closed off this week? What are the parts of me that I haven't shared with anyone because I'm afraid or because I'm struggling with self-esteem and don't feel like anyone would care for me anyway? Those sort of tender parts of our heart are exactly where um, I think Christ shows up in the sacraments. Those are the places where we can kind of have those glory stories of the sacraments to say, um, I was in a dark place or is experiencing something difficult and then I met Christ. Um, and I think that can be hard. It can be hard to to want to enter into the, the messiness um, because it is something we could just do and get through. Um, but to say, I, I, I want to leave the sacraments in a different way than how I showed up.
1: Yeah, and there's there's a relationship between like I don't how, how what's the best way to say it like the corporate and the individual. Like we go to mass and we're with a bunch of other people and we receive communion at the same time that a bunch of other people receive it and we're going through the same ritual and praying the same prayers together. And that's good. That's great. But it's also important kind of what you're saying is to recognize but you're also I'm also receiving Jesus who's giving himself to me. And the divine physician is wanting to heal me, and you know the image that Pope Francis likes to use, it, like that the church is a field hospital, that I have that I have wounds and sufferings that the Lord wants to bind up, and this is one of the times to do it in in, in these two really privileged privileged places.
0: Yeah, and I think I just want to like speak into existence um, that the Lord is patient with us. So if there's anybody who's hearing this, or if you know someone who who has been far from the sacraments, either physically or, or emotionally, um, the Lord's patient. And so we don't have to have shame when we come back to the father. And right? I think of the prodigal son. Um, that son came back with shame, but the father showed him um, that this is where you belong. You know, I'll never get tired of saying at the end of confession, welcome home. Um, and so I think th- this time, you know, this time of reflection for us and those who are listening, it's it's that moment of invitation to go deeper. And if there's something we're holding back from the Lord, uh, to just say yes, to just um, offer ourselves back to him and allow his life to touch us and change us, like you said at the beginning. Um, because the pressure that we feel, I think we put on ourselves Um, and if it's not from the Lord, I think sometimes we can set it aside, set aside the pressure and just come, um, whether that's, you know, if if you feel comfortable going in your own own parish or Holy family, we've got confessions three days a week, check out the website. Um, but just to make that active choice, especially in this Lenten season to say, Jesus, you can have all of my heart and all of my experiences and my fears and my failures, um, and he can take those things and, and he can make it into something glorious.
1: It's it's two things at once. It's a combination of confidence and humility. The confidence that the Lord is going to do what he says he's going to do in the sacraments. And then the humility to receive the grace that he wants to give each and every one of us. Which is easier said than done. Easier said than done. And yet I think those are two components when we think about our disposition to re- when receiving the sacraments.
0: Yeah. And that's the life of truth. And I I think sometimes our our, our minds can uh, be a dangerous place Uh, because it is. It's it's hard to speak um, humble things to ourselves because that can quickly become self-condemnation. And it's hard to be confident because that can quickly turn into pride. But Taking that risk is where growth happens. That's where we start to encounter something in a deeper way. I, I think about my own experience of going to confession. You know, the way I went to confession in sixth grade is different than I the way I went to confession as a college seminarian is different than the way I go to confession now as a priest. Because I think there's a development of understanding both of my sin, but also of the sacrament. Um, at one point, uh, it, it felt a lot more transactional. I bring my sin, I get the, the gimme of the absolution, and I go. But now I think the Lord has given me a deeper understanding that um, He doesn't just want us to check a box, but He wants us to enter into that tension of what we're talking about. Um, recognizing that it's uh, this beautiful opportunity, time in and time out, right? Kind of what we're saying with uh, the availability of the sacraments, being able to, you know, to take note. I just went to confession a few weeks ago, but this is still heavy. And to be able to go back and, and learn our own heart and the heart of the church through these these great tangible signs that Christ has given us.
1: Yeah. Confession, man. Sacraments. Big fan. I'm
0: pro. I'm pro. At the I'm, end of the day, I'm I'll pro. I'll say it on the record. Pro sacraments. Yeah. And people are going to be surprised. but mm. Hot takes. But uh, before we roll, as always... We need a little recommendazione. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's Latin, right? I think it's Italian. Okay, well. I don't think it is, actually. I love pasta. Uh,
1: that's going to be my recommendation. So, I was, there's a show on Netflix. I like watching food shows called The Chef Show. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Chef with Jon Favreau. John together. Favreau. Well, yeah, we watch it together? Yeah,
0: we
1: watch it together. I've never seen it. I was, You are sitting on the other side of the room. <laughs> um, and he has like a spinoff show, a cooking show on Netflix. Is it
0: like a competition?
1: No, it's just like he and his buddy cooking together. Yeah. And one of the episodes, they just cook simple pasta pomodoro. So we talked in the last episode about like, you know, the inconvenience of making something on Fridays and Lent. I think pasta pomodoro, simple, simple, fresh tomatoes, or even, you know, really good crushed canned tomatoes, a little bit of oil, a little bit of garlic, some basil and some fresh Parmesan cheese. That's a great Friday and Lent meal. That's now, a great Friday and Lent meal.
0: Now, uh, the last Friday and Lent that we had, yeah, I had a little dried rigatoni with the little ragu, yeah, and a little uh, Parm. Same thing, right? Same thing. Not as classy, but same thing.
1: Was the did you did you cook the rigatoni or was it just dry because you baked it?
0: Oh, it, I uh, I cooked it. Oh, you did cook did, it. That's yeah, good. I it. But I just—I wasn't down there rolling out my own pastas when I was getting it.
1: No, yeah. but you—you've come to our family's ravioli day now. Now you're in. You got the. You got the
0: the apron. I got the apron. What right. was
1: yours? You want a pizza me? You
0: want a pizza me? You want yeah. a pizza me? Yeah, I think it's on brand. Yeah. Um, if we ever open up a merch shop, we'll have to see if we get rights to that phrase. School of the Rock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a great recommendation. I have not seen the show.
1: Yeah, the chef show, and specifically the pasta pomodoro. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to make that. Does it, simple tomato sauce.
0: Simple tomato sauce. Everybody, check it out. Fridays in Lent or uh, any other day. Yeah. Anyway, uh, with that recommendation, we also recommend go back to the sacraments, huh? Just do it. It's a little Nike. We'll throw that in. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Uh, Nick, it's good that we're back on the horse. It's good that we're together, sharing a little reflection, a little time together. It's it's been a, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad we've been back for these past two episodes. Yeah. This is
1: everybody. Peace.